0: Modern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are winding the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host Ethan Ragland, and for today's episode, is actually a very personal episode because we're bringing on an artist that has been helping me and Tipsy out immensely with a very personal project that we wanted to present to you guys today. Today's guest is B. Voorhees, a storyboard artist and animation checker that has worked for the likes of Titmouse and the wonderful Pink Boa Productions. Plus, with a name like that, how can I not present them for an October episode? B. is someone that, like I said, we have been working very closely with, and especially for the uh, special project that we're presenting at least the day after this episode goes live. For those that do not know, I'm talking about the fact that we're launching an Indiegogo to help fund The Evil Little Thing, a independent animation series done by Pink Boa Productions that has been a passion project for Tipsy. Uh, we'll obviously talk a lot about that, but also about the incredible artwork that Bee themselves has done. If you enjoy Bee, please make sure you support them with the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that, and you know I absolutely love it. If you want to go a little further with that support, may I recommend the fantastic merch shop at fourthwall.com with actually a couple of new additional pieces recently added with some outstanding artwork from Aiden Arts, among many other artists, that have contributed amazing streetwear that you should rep today. And hey, since we are talking about indie animation, a further way to show that love and support for indie animation is with the upcoming Toonies Awards. um, Hosted by the Animation Appreciation Hub, uh, thanks to you guys, the podcast, the Postmodern Art Podcast, is nominated for a Toonie for Best Podcast. So if you guys can do me a huge favor, please take the time to check the form in the description below. Make sure you vote for Best Podcast, but also make sure you vote for all the incredible creators that got nominated, if you can. Um, seriously, everyone has put in a lot of time at work, including several former guests of the podcast, such as Tally Ho, Lumi in the Great Big Galaxy, Puppet the Nightmare Elf, Uh, set sail for candy hugo's mind palace and so so many more that i think you guys should take the time to go through vote for your favorites and show that love and support for independent animation and content creators today but also make sure you vote the postmodern art podcast for best podcasts but now without further ado please enjoy the postmodern art podcast I was
1: gonna say real quick like i would like honestly i wasn't about to join after i was attacked a little bit by my own friends i don't know because they called my favorite my little pony song mid and i felt (laughs) okay which song um you know um i really don't want to say the. hold on hold on Cuz I know my song isn't mid. I know it's not. Deep down in my heart as hard and I know people have their opinions but it's okay that they're wrong and I'm right. But right. it's called Daddy Discord. Mhm. <laughs> what? Don't you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a it's a fan song cuz um there's a I pony me.
0: <laughs> that doesn't make it any I'm sorry. A fan song called Daddy Discord. That doesn't make it any better. I'm sorry. Like, out of context. Without any context. I know order, it. It sounds bad. That's
1: why I was just, like, hesitant to say the name. I was like, wait, I gotta make sure it's is actually what it is called. It's actually called Daddy Discord. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Like I've I've heard of at least I've heard of the Living Tombstones uh, Discord mm-hmm. song that they did or whatnot. And it's really good, especially um there's this group that I've actually had on the podcast, oddly enough, separately but they've worked together, called Wow Kid okay? did, like, their own uh, remix of it or whatnot. Really fucking yeah. good. I gotta send you that shit at some point. But I've never heard of a song called fucking Daddy Discord. That sounds like something that a buddy of mine named Rip Stud, that sounds like something that he would exactly, like, point out and be like, oh, this song is absolutely amazing. Like, unironically. Like, without, yeah, without context, I'm going to say. Now, obviously, I haven't heard the song, so I can't pass judgment on it just from the name alone. So... <laughs>
1: Yes, but they called my song Mid, and I was like, nah, I don't think I can do this anymore.
0: <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, I just have to say, like, I didn't realize until I was doing a little bit of research, you have the perfect last name for <laughs> an October podcast, all right? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get that a lot. Like, I'm, I'm genuine. I, like... I just knew you as BV or whatnot. So like whenever I did my research and whatnot, I'm just like, oh my God. Oh, this is, well, this matches up perfectly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Um, I'm a big fan of Friday the 13th too. So well, there you go. Out.
0: This all, this all works out perfectly in so many different layers. Um, yeah. Which I'm I kind too- of felt like I had to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, B, before we really get going, we must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to go to a deserted island on your own accords. It's just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, you're not stranded on this island. It, it, it's, it's like a little personal Airbnb away from society.
2: All right, uh, sounds nice.
0: I know, right? <clears throat> to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be?
2: Um, ironically, probably One Piece.
0: <laughs> really? Um, okay.
2: Just, I mean, if you're stuck on an island, got it. Good to have a really long piece of media to read through. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm only like a quarter of the way through the anime, and it's brought me a lot of joy in this past year. So, yeah, I bring the manga with me.
0: I mean, that's, that's if if nothing else, like you said, it, you certainly will have the time, you know, with how long mm-hmm. you want to spend on the island to get through it more than anything else and ironically enough i think the more i ask this question the more and more people actually answer with one piece legitimately i mean it's probably because like you
2: say it like it, it, it plants the seed in your head i mean the way true. That you're phrasing
0: it I, I mean true but i mean like i say more and more i mean i, I think this is like maybe the third or fourth time out of over like sure. 50 or 100 episodes i've asked this question which is still a good chunk uh, in the grand scheme of things but yeah. I'm just curious for you. What is it about One Piece that like that's the first thing that comes to mind, and like what actually drew you to it?
2: Um. Well, also the deserted island kind of sets you in the mood for pirates. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. The ocean. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just it's such a positive piece of media. Um, it really. It's all about like uh, going after your dreams, no matter how much it takes, and like. Having blind optimism of, like, even if it's, like, everything is against you, you can still do it as long as you try. And that's that's always nice. Absolutely. Um, yeah, especially now, with <laughs> everything happening in the industry.
0: Yeah, tell me about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Which, by the way, congratulations to the writers for being paid, but actors, you're Ooh. next. And then Animators. We're going to get you're going to get your money. You're going to get your money. I promise. Uh, Yeah. 2024. 2024. Contract's (laughs) Uh, up. uh, (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Indeed. But I was going to say, and Tipsy, I know you've answered this before, but has your answer changed?
1: Damn. What was my answer?
0: (laughs) Honestly, I don't even remember because it was with Cosmos episode. It's been a while since I've watched it. Oh damn! Wait, did I even answer that question? I, I'm sure you did because I know you were just like, um, "Okay, I didn't anticipate to be asked this." Um, all right, <laughs> I remember that reaction of it.
1: Oh well, the only thing I remember from that episode was like I was—we were all talking about cheese—and then I shattered Cosmo's <laughs> world.
0: The the thing I remember from it most, more than anything else was towards the tail end when we were recording the second time because Cosmo had so much to talk about and Cosmo showed you uh their sketch of uh Nemo I remember that so fondly that was that was a Uh good moment
1: which that was a very good moment
0: which is a good lead into today's episode but before we jump into that B One Piece that is your answer you're locking that in yeah locking it in then if that's the case I cannot think of a better way to start The Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host Nathan raglan and obviously, I'm not hosting alone today. Tipsy, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hello, my name is Tipsy Yehart. I might be a mistake, but I'm here. You
0: are not a mistake. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) it's one way to introduce yourself. (laughs) Well, you're you're. If you are a mistake. No, I'm not even going to say that because it makes it sound even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you're not not—you're not a mistake in my eyes, all right? Positivity here.
1: <laughs> you're right. Mistakes into miracles, nuts.
0: <laughs> Regardless... Uh... Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You should probably support the podcast by checking out our merch shop at fourthwall.com. Link to that will be in the description below, including this fantastic shirt that you see right here, among many other things. And... Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> they are a storyboard artist and animation checker that's worked for Tip Mouse and Pink Boa Productions with the most fitting name for an October episode. Welcome to the podcast, Be Vorhees. Ooh, happy yeah. early Halloween. <laughs> happy to be here. It is indeed spooky month, my friends. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing today, B? am doing well. How are you? I am doing fantastic, uh, especially now that we three are here to have an opportunity to talk about the incredible work that you've done, including a very particular indie animated pilot that we may ha- have a few words about later on the podcast. Mm. Maybe, possibly, mm. you know, hit, hit, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, tipsy, you got this part at, at that point, but... Before I really divulge into that kind of incredible stuff, I want to talk about more or less the origin story of B, if I may. What exactly got you interested in art and animation in the first place?
2: Uh, well, I always, uh, you know, just like a lot of kids, draw all the time. Um, that was kind of all day, every day. Um, and I didn't really know animation was a career you could go into until high school, where my my one friend... We were really close um, and they uh, said that they were like looking into colleges for that. And I was like, that's not a that's not a thing. You can't animation. What? <laughs> um, so we started taking animation classes on the weekend together um, at like a local art studio, which was always that was really fun. Um, it was also one of the first times I had taken like a real official art class like I was one of those annoying kids that was like if I if I'm not self-taught then I'm not a real artist so I'm not going to take any classes uh that bit me in the butt very quickly um uh perspective is hard and anatomy is hard and classes are great Absolutely. um yeah um so I, I wanted to go to art school for animation but Um, I ended up going to a liberal arts college instead as like to help my career prospects in case I couldn't get into animation. Um, So four years in, uh, I basically just did various computer things for my major. Um, Mm I learned some 3D animation, web design, graphic design, video editing, just all a bunch of, it was a brand new major. And I think my school was still figuring out what it was supposed to be. Um, I don't, and our, a lot of our professors didn't believe in grades. So it was, it was interesting. Um,
0: and Wait, then I, oh, sorry, Talk about you said your teachers didn't believe in grades, what they believe in vibes. Yeah. It looks good enough. Yeah. Yeah, you go on.
2: Yes. Um, like they gave us grades, but they were, it was pretty easy. A. Um, okay. obviously I had to take other classes outside my major that were not an easy A, but right. the major itself was pretty. Pretty vibes-based. Um uh, <laughs> we had a lot of weird, weird professors, but it was a good it was a good time. Um and then I graduated 2020 with COVID. Uh, graduated Woo! in my Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I graduated in my pajamas on my couch. I played a video of our, our dean talking. Uh, it was like a, a live stream. It was awful. Yep. Um, and Then I spent the next three years working on art, working on uh, personal projects. In 2021, I got super lucky uh, with timing where I was able to take over for somebody who had just gone on maternity leave for a storyboarding checker at Titmouse for Harriet the Spy. And that was the most fun. I ever had, it was only, it was only three months. Um, and it was kind of just me in my little department. Um, I had a week of training before she had to go on maternity leave early. Mm. So that was scary, but uh, it was really, uh, insightful and, um, I got to meet a lot of really cool people who I'm still, uh, close with now. So I was always, that was, I'm really glad I got to work there, um, and I miss it, and I want to go back, <laughs> um, but um, it was short. I uh, only went from April to July, and then after that, I kind of went back to a job that I've had for a while. I, us- I usually work in HR. It's like a, my day job. Okay. Um, yeah, it's thrilling, I know. I was
0: say, hill you have a day job while working on your passion project that you want to do as your career? Oh, how dare you? Says I that as a day job as a forklift operator while trying to make this podcast thing work. <laughs>
2: You're forklift certified? I am
0: forklift certified, thank you Fantastic. Very
2: much. much respect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Tipsy, you didn't realize you had a true talent on your force, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> Fork certified. work was certified. Let us go. Um, but... I. Obviously like I can understand that struggle, but before we really divulge to this stuff, obviously that kind of stuff, I just wanted to go back just a little bit back to some of the little sure. early bits you're talking about. Like I, I kind of rushed through it. No, no, you're perfectly fine. I mean that if nothing else, it lays out a good roadmap for me to like pinpoint let's talk about this and that and this and that. Um, sure. <laughs> which I mean I want to go back to talk about like some of those animation classes that you were talking about, like the back in high school. That like I was that more or less like the moment when it went from just like a general like passing you know love that you had when it came to art and animation to a passion and wanting to make it your potential career
2: yeah for sure um it was a really small studio in my hometown where um we it was just one teacher and he just owned this little studio and I would go every Saturday and the first three hours would be like still life drawings and then I'd have like a one-on-one one hour long class of um animation. And I think it was maybe like 15 when I started going to this. Uh so we went obviously went through like all the basics like walk cycles and stuff. Um but I just thought that was the coolest I mean, thing I- ever
0: i mean i could certainly understand where you're coming from especially like you know not even realizing that was a possibility until like you get that first little taste of it i know for me personally like i didn't realize because i went to school for filmmaking um you know mass media and all that stuff i didn't realize mm-hmm. it was a legit possibility to make films until i actually got to college and realized there was like a dedicated film area um tipsy correct me if i'm wrong but it wasn't that somewhat of a similar situation for you when it came to animation
1: Yes, because uh, majority of my family, um, their their understanding of animation and art wise is very like very uh, how you say retro, more like Picasso painting in their in their opinions. Um, like I didn't I didn't discover like cartoons or anything. Um, literally, my first discovery of art was literally Lion King. And I didn't know that you can even make that as a career. Like the entire time, all I've been doing is just draw- drawing like astromorphic animals, talking and technically furries. And then someone told me you can make a career out of this. And I'm like, you can. <laughs> yeah, you, you sure can
2: make a career out of furry art. Yep. <laughs> big, big industry. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm sorry no i it just it just reminds me of there's a there's a comic that i saw not too long ago of like two guys working with each other and then one person says the other Uh, jerry we said that that the career is in furry art not furby art
2: oh no (laughs) oh no that's a big difference
0: (laughs) oh i have my furby here (laughs)
1: oh
0: Oh, god but okay I, i mean it's incredible. Obviously, like, you know, once you actually get tasted that field, actually wanting to go all in with that kind of stuff. And I especially, like you said, going to college for this kind of, you know, career path that, again, was more of a, a vibe more than anything else. Mm. Um, especially because, correct me if I'm wrong, according at least according to your resume, you went to the College of New Jersey, correct? Yes, so that's correct. So I can only imagine how much more of a vibe it is because of <gasps> the fact that it's Jersey.
1: <laughs> Wait, yeah. you went to the College of New Jersey? Yeah. It was 40 minutes from where I grew up.
2: What do you want from me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't what want
2: to go very like? far. What was that like? <laughs> um, It was in, it was like 20 minutes from Princeton. Um, it was in Ewing. So it was a nice area. It was a small school and um, Better than Rutgers. Fuck you, Rutgers. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just it was a nice little campus. Everything you could walk to within ten minutes, um, five if you're really booking it. Um, and my major, I think, was only a couple years old by the time I had joined. And they now, as soon as I left, they fixed it up. They made it so um, oh, wonderful. Yes. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah.
0: As soon as you're gone, they're just like, oh man, we. I think we. I think we messed up a couple of things here. Now let's just. Work on that right there.
2: Yeah, it's, oh, doesn't it always happen that way, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they um, put in where people could, like, focus on different things, whereas uh, for us, we had to take every class. Like, even though I was not even remotely interested in coding, we had to take coding classes. We had to take video editing classes, which I was interested in. Um, but I think as soon as I left, they kind of made it easier for everyone to just take the classes that would actually benefit them. Um, it was it felt very much like um uh like a renaissance major where like um you you mastered you knew a lot of things but you mastered nothing <laughs> okay.
0: um. i i i know that too well because the college i went to like they 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 had oddly enough kind of the opposite of your situation i came in and when you initially came in you could emphasize on something but then for some reason some of the new professors had came around and it's like we're gonna change it to where you have to focus on everything try to be the jack of all trades but the master of none you know
2: yeah exactly yeah. uh and again tcnj if you're listening um don't come after me
1: <laughs> you're in good school i'm sorry Just needed to well, get you stuck together you didn't say fuck you to them. You only said it to Rutgers. <laughs> well, Rutgers deserved it.
0: <laughs> to be
1: H? Yeah.
0: I was going <laughs> to say, I, I'll just go ahead and put this disclaimer. Uh, the views of this podcast are for B's, personal V's, and personal V's alone. They are not uh, relative to any company or any college. Um, except no. Rutgers. Fuck Rutgers. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> That's on the books. <laughs> that is written in the ink, <laughs> signed, approved. There you go. So, and obviously like it was, I can imagine it was an interesting experience, especially again, like you said, towards the end when you. Graduated in your pajamas, which I feel mm. like, which I feel like, normally is the case. There's just a big giant cap and gown behind it, but that's aside from the point. Really? um <laughs> But still, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not like once you graduated from college, that was the end of it. You, like you said, got a good opportunity in the industry when you first got an opportunity to work at Tipmouse with harriet the Spy as an animation checker. Now, I've heard of a lot of positions when it came to, when it comes to the animation and film industry. What exactly was your job as a storyboard checker or an animation checker?
2: I have gotten that question a lot from people imagine. in the industry. <laughs> um, like I've worked on, uh, I get people telling me all the time, like, oh, I've worked on a bunch of shows. I have no idea what that is. It's like, that, that's okay. <laughs> um, there's only, there's, I get to see postings for like jobs for it once every six months. Oh, um, wow. So it's really uncommon, but so what I did um, was I basically organized what the storyboard ch- um, revisionists did. So in the pipeline, it's you have your storyboard artists they do like the base run and then the checkers go in fix things up and then that's turned into the animatic. And then they still need to fix things up, the checkers. Um, so there's like a next pass after the animatic and I had to go in, to the storyboard profiles and the PDF files to make sure that the new stuff was like hooked up to the animatics timing, um, which I know that sounds confusing, but I basically went through each frame of the new storyboards and I wrote down the timing for like when dialogue was said, uh, like I'd break the dialogue up so if in one frame of the animatic, a character was saying, I went, I would type in, I went, and then go to the next panel to whenever they were saying the next thing. Um, so it, it took a while, but um, I think I would do one episode every two weeks. Okay. Um, so it was pretty fast turnaround for um, breaking it up. I also had to go through the backgrounds and point out assets for, like, um, the character designers. So, um, like, if there were incidentals in the background, I had to label them which uh, model they would go with. Uh, So just, like, really small stuff to help later down the line in production. Um, And sometimes, uh, if there wasn't a board checker to fix a small mistake... I got to draw. Ooh.
1: <laughs>
2: Usually not, though. I mean, the fact that. It was still, still very exciting.
0: I mean, the fact that we were able to get your hands kind of, you know, dirty with this project, especially with Harriet the Spy, which I've heard wonderful things from. Not a whole lot, but I've oh, heard so good. I've heard wonderful things about it. And I mean, like. <clears throat> From what you're telling me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it's more like a fine-comb version of a storyboard revisionist in a way. Like, you're kind of going through making sure that things more or less, like, line up or, like, if things need to be changed, this is what needs to be done. It's just, like you said, you know, you only rarely got the opportunity to actually take the thing and, like, redraw it to where it needs to be. Is that yeah. what about, it, right?
2: Yeah. Um. So, mostly... The times that I would redraw things, it would just be like a frame or two if there was uh, like a hookup error. Mm -hmm. Like if in one frame a character has their right hand up and then the next one their left hand was up they would just ask me to go in and fix that. So, like, really small stuff. But okay. when I'm watching the show, I'm like, I did that.
1: <laughs> so, like I
0: said, it's, it's a fine-comb version of the revision. It's one of like, you had to make sure that, like, it made sense the way that the, the image was moving. Because, I you know, you can't just, like you said, it can't just be, like, one hand's raised open, and then next thing you know, this hand's, like, you know, in that general direction. You have to make sure that it stays through no matter how the camera changes.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, um... Was definitely, it was definitely interesting, because uh, I, I had no idea what the position was going into it. Um, they just asked, like, are you good at organizing, and do you know how to storyboard? Okay, go for it. Well, that, was, go. that was kind of it.
0: Off to the races. Yeah, I mean, especially for a show like Harriet the Spy, which I mean, like, you know, I remember whenever I was seeing the commercials for that, like the trailers coming out for it, it looks gorgeous. It looks like a stunning show. I can only imagine, like, getting an opportunity to work on a show like that. must have blown your mind, like... Just working on a show must have blown your line, let alone an incredible show like that.
2: Oh, yeah. When I when they first sent me the email, because um, obviously I didn't know what sh- the show was going to be going into it um, mm-hmm. until I signed the NDA. And I, I opened the email. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've hit the jackpot. Uh, no, it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's really got a cool design. Uh, reminds me of, like, colored pencils. And it's all, like very 60s flair uh yes. i love it i love the music i love the art uh design um i love the people that i worked with and the cast Good. um who i didn't get to work with but i still love the cast
0: <laughs> yeah i mean technically you worked with them but i imagine especially with it being heavy in COVID times it's like how everyone else worked with them <laughs> like through messages sure. and such, at best um I, I have to know, like, because obviously you got to be able to, to tinker and toy around with so many different parts, I can imagine, like, say, the episode every two weeks. Was there a particular part or a particular moment that you can watch that episode and be like, I am so glad I got to be able to do that moment?
2: Yeah. So, I got to work on the last, um, most of season two. Okay. Uh, so, but I got to work on the finale, like, the two-part finale, Ooh. and I... I love. It made me cry. Um, It's a really good way to for the show to end. Um, There's actually there's one scene where um, because the finale takes place in a theater and they're doing like a school play, and there was a shot that I don't know who had to draw it, poor soul. Um, But there is an entire crowd shot, and I think I think for the end product they made it easier where like most of it's blacked out and you only see a couple of the characters in the front um but originally when i was doing it i had to go back and figure out who each character because you know they like um just did like fill-ins so i had to figure out uh who was sitting where and label every single character and it was i think like 50 or something and i even if that was cut out i'm proud of that scene
0: i mean especially whenever you have to work meticulously on so many different people, you kind of remember a face or two, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And obviously, like I said, it was an incredible experience, but sadly, you know, the show is over, so you had to move on. And luckily you were able to stumble upon a wonderful little project that, you know me and Tipsy might know a thing or two about. That is to help out with the pilot for the evil little thing. Now, I'm genuinely curious, how did this opportunity come to you?
2: Um I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um I've known Tipsy for a while. Um I think we must we met through Discord, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. we met through a Discord server no longer existing, but mm. then we we met up again in another server. Very yeah, lovely we, people.
2: Yeah, we uh we had to remake the server and uh you came back thankfully. Um and I think you had just uh, mentioned it, right? And I was just like,
1: "I'd be happy to help." <laughs>
2: um, I, something like that.
1: I, I, something like that, because I, because the thing was, um, I knew you were very interested in Nemo for a long time. Um, yeah, ever I since love I, my boy. Ever since I spammed a little man, like you and Molly were. Um, were always gushing about him. Even drew a little fan art, and I had you in my in in the back of my head. I was like, "I need, I need to be," and <laughs> I don't. I the thing is, though, so, like I can't even answer that question because it's either that I made the announcement to look for people, and you no, no. Now I remember, I came to you about that. Probably, sure, yeah. And I would say, hey, B, want to join this little shindig? And you said yes without any issues. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I think I remember this now. like, um, so, yeah, of course. Love to
0: help. Absolutely. And I'm certainly glad you were able to hop on board, because I remember that announcement, because I remember... I, I at least remember the aftermath. I remember Tipsy had me in a call, and I think, was was Fasano in there? But I remember we were going through like some of the different people that we were trying to, to bring on board. Some of them, I think, are still actually on board still, which is incredible. We got a lot of talented people that were like answering the call, wanting to help out on this little thing with what little yeah. we can provide. Um, but... I can just say, at least in my experience, B, ever since I've been a part of this project, um, you have been one of the strongest figures when it comes to this project. I mean, obviously you can elaborate a little bit more on yourself, but the storyboards you provided uh, for this uh, for this beautiful little pilot that we're working on right now, you've done a phenomenal job with them. How was it like for you to be able to to bring these incredible characters, especially Lil Nemo, to life? Well, oh.
2: <laughs> Well, uh, sadly, I haven't had the chance to draw Nemo yet, but I yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I yes. hope to draw him someday soon. Um, so yeah, you uh, Tipsy approached me, I believe I right around this time last year um, with the script, and I was able to just hop in. We had some early character designs, so I think in my board they're not quite accurate anymore um the designs have changed a little bit since then i'm sorry uh, that's okay that's what don't apologize for that uh, if anything i'm sorry i need to go back and fix it um and i you gave me a good amount of time to work on it like four or five weeks uh i think i asked for an extra week because i forgot about thanksgiving <laughs> I forgot that that you, was a thing um
1: you did then,
2: yeah I had a lot of fun working on it. Um, I spent I spent a good amount of time on it. Um, I loved being able to work with these characters um, that I, I mean, I had only really just met. I uh, didn't know a lot about them. I got to read the script and I got to see the character designs. And then I just kind of jumped in. Like we didn't um, have really a set or backgrounds yet. So I kind of just had to wing that um, until a little later. Uh, But overall, it was just—it was really—it was really fun to just uh, get thrown right into it and uh, do my best.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I was just surprised you even said yes in the first place. I was just (laughs) expecting you to say no. Crazy person slaps me. (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly how I am. (laughs) Ready to slap at all times.
0: Liberal with the
1: slap. Well, I mean, yeah, so- then you said yes, and I was like, oh.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, uh, well, I, mean, I will say honestly, from the storyboards I have seen you do, I mean, they certainly do slap. If I do say so myself, <laughs> <laughs> out of here! Out of here!
1: This, can't, this
0: can't kick, podcast is over. You can't kick me out of my own podcast. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm the showrunner anyway. Co-showrunner. Showrunner. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> But regardless, back to what I was trying to get at. Like seriously, the the storyboards that you provided uh, for the for the script. I mean, like you did a phenomenal job, really, like translating what we had written down onto like a good visual form more than anything else. Um, if it's okay with Tipsy, obviously, I was going to show like one or two here and there to really show just like some of the amazing like uh, visuals that you're providing. That I know are definitely going to lead us into the next step. And, I mean, I can only imagine for you. Like, obviously, we know you're waiting to to have an opportunity to draw Little Nemo. but from what the characters you did get to draw, did you have, like, a personal favorite, like, moment or a personal favorite, like, you know, expression that you got to really, like, translate into reality?
2: Um, I'm trying to... I really liked, just in the whole scene, um, how there was, like, the the glow of the TV in the background Mm. to give it, like, a nice mood lighting. Um... But favorite part, there's a part where Sam looks up, um, like really concerned. Uh, he he looks down and he sees the diary, and it like kind, of, kind of looks back up and is like, "Why? Like, are you okay? Like, why are you why are you still reading that? You've read it too many times." Uh, and I don't know that just that expression. I I really like it still. You know, it sticks with me. I mean, B yes that is chris oh chris oh jeez i'm sorry do you want me to go back and fix
0: that No, No. it's perfectly fine it is perfectly fine i was just gonna say like obviously like you know especially the characters that we have present forward like you again you did a wonderful job really translating it and providing incredible poses for them regardless i mean i can only imagine especially for you correct me if i'm wrong but this is like your first Legit, I'll say, because I imagine you got obviously practice in college or whatnot, but your first opportunity to really storyboard something like I can only imagine how much of an eye opening experience was for you to really like provide something concrete that going forward you'll be able to see be like, I drew that setup.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had gotten a few chances to do like tests on shows, but obviously you didn't get them. So you never, I never got to see like the finished product before, but to know that something that I, Drew is going to mean mean something and end up uh, in like a small part of a bigger hole. is really exciting.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of small part in a bigger hole, why don't we talk about this whole entire opportunity and the reason why we're here today, because obviously your storyboards are part of a good foundation for what tipsy is trying to do next with me helping along the way, I guess. Um, (laughs) And that is because we, uh, are trying to, we, sorry, at Pink Bow Productions, we are trying to make the evil little thing a reality, and we at home need your help. Now, Tipsy, for those that for some reason have never listened to this podcast before and are wondering what in the world we're talking about, would you like to go into depth about what the evil little thing is all about and why we need their help?
1: Sure. So, a long time ago, I made a film short version of the evil little thing, which is originally about a demon goat chasing a poor 1950s man with a bubble butt. And (laughs) and he, uh, and, you know, I had little tidbits inside, but mainly it's about this little evil, this little evil guy, this little evil dude, a goat. Mm -hmm. He's the goat. But anywho, um... So I wanted to make this into a long and run series because uh, I really do believe that uh, we need a lot of R-rated horror uh, shows, and I just want to see this in the long run too. Because um, I grew up with, um, I grew up with horror, I grew up with cartoons, and it would be a nice combination to see like both of these in action, except this one. Uh, I have amazing plans with this, but of course we need the help Absolutely. and that is I- Indie gogo
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. And obviously like for those that have watched the podcast before, you've heard us talk about this incredible project for you've seen many intro, you know, instances of us really showing a lot of love to this project. Hell you've seen in the background, how I always have my nice little Nemo plushie right in front and center, you know, kind of lurking, just, you know, making sure that his presence is known. Don't worry. We're doing things to help you. Uh,
1: Show the world
0: again. We are trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I mean, you know, we've already, as you can tell from the conversation that so we have, oh, I just realized he's looking a little bit off. One minute. <laughs> 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 well, he's always a little <laughs> off. But... <laughs>
1: that,
0: that is true. That is true. But that's, aside from the point, you know, for the past like was at least good year or so. uh, Tipsy has been working hard uh, with an incredible crew, including myself as a writer, not to brag too much. But we've okay. been. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I said we've been working hard to really provide an incredible basis for what looks to be an incredible project. And all we're simply asking for you guys to do is to help us out, at least get that first step in the right direction. We are starting an in Indiegogo starting the day after this episode premieres, Friday, October 13th. Yes, the Friday the 13th, lovely little thing in mind, to where if you guys are so willing and generous, you can help us really get the funding that we need so that we can pay for a proper crew and voice acting cast to get an incredible pilot made for the evil little thing. I mean, again, as you've heard from our conversation with B so far, we've already got an incredible crew at the bases right now, and we've got some of the voice acting out there. I know the one that at the time that we we're recording, we have already announced it, is doing a phenomenal job. Is the amazing Corey Wilder as they are providing the voice for Chris O'Fear, um, and from what I've been able to hear from uh Corey's part so far, they're doing a phenomenal job providing Chris. I mean, I, I think we can all agree on that, right? We, I think Corey's mm-hmm. the right voice proi- right? Yeah, uh, right choice for that, <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah, and I mean, like you know. I can, I mean, I can only speak so much, but Tipsy, I can only imagine for you how important it would be for you to, for us to get this first step in the right direction done.
1: Um, well, I imagine this, well, I shouldn't say imagine, but the whole goal of this is not only to have this series going, but I really want Pink Bow Productions to... Not to be this person, but it would be a really awesome opportunity for the East Coast people to have their own studio going on. Because a lot of East Coast, uh, well, the one that used to be here, uh, unfortunately, is no longer here, um, Mm -hmm. was the last East Coast location. And it just be not only a great opportunity for East Coast people, but it would also be a really awesome opportunity um, to be able to tell more stories. Because I would love, not just for the evil little thing, but I would just love to be able to tell even more stories and have even other, I'll even provide more chances for people, even in my own team, to express their stories. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there is one thing that we need,
0: and that is money. Yep. Sad, yep. sad to say in today's, you know, capitalism first society, we need your money, people. <laughs> Give us your money. <laughs> give us your money. But but obviously we're not gonna try to give it to you. We're not asking you just to simply give us the money. We want to give you a little, <laughs> so, we'll give you a little something in return. And, I mean, I could go down the list, and Tipsy, you can add some more if I need to. But we've have plenty of opportunities for you, as to get things such as your name in the credits, obviously, a chance to see the pilot episode animatic, like be there for the premiere of it before you know we all finish it up. Uh, get wonderful poster art, maybe an art. Book, a limited edition Nemo plushie, which is it the same one that I have lurking in the background, you know, launching to attack me. Yes, show the, show the boy. We have we have 20 of these left over. If you want one in the background looming, please get yo, know, there will be a wonderful special tier for that. There's only 20 left. Get them while you can. Because it's a wonderful little, adorable little guy. Please don't kill me. Um <laughs> I have one, too. He watches me while I sleep. It's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But, I mean, on top of that, you could also, uh, you know, depend on how much more you want to donate, you could be a background character for one of our things. You could potentially voice a character for either the pilot or maybe even further on. Heck, we even have a special Ouija board, Matt. Uh, Tipsy, you want to elaborate a little bit more on that a little bit? Because I know you have a lot more hands-on and who the artist is working on that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so we have a lovely artist, very well-known, very awesome lover, uh, called Spooky Ghoulie, who managed to do a fabulous Ouija board that has never been seen, and uh, is pretty fucking rad. Um, it will be, like, produced through Fograss, of course, as a mat. but you know what? Hey, you got an emo
0: Ouija board, you can summon the little guy exactly i mean you know if Uh you if you miss out on the plushie tier which again there's 20 you know there's only 20 of those available i mean you can always try to summon the plushie with the wonderful ouija board mat. um tipsy is there any other rewards i missed out on that that you think we should include
1: Yeah. so we are definitely wanting to do a vinyl cd very one of those like little retro vinyl disc and it would have the art of uh obviously the evil little thing show you get to also have a special little message from beyond the grave grave
0: yes so if you wanted to have something truly for this wonderful season that is upon us or that is with us right now to help support an incredible little project and have someone from beyond the beyond tell you just how wonderful of a person you are I cannot think of a <laughs> or not. I cannot think of a better Indiegogo for you guys to truly donate to. I mean, B, you've been a part of this project for a major part of it. I mean, could you agree that you know, especially with all the work that's been put into it, it'd be incredible. It would be incredible to see this thing come to full fruition.
2: Yeah. So I've been involved with this for almost a year now, and I mean, I've been so excited for the Indiegogo um, to see where it goes and where it leads for the pilot. Um, and I have watched this project grow from, you know, concept design to where it is now. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just so thrilled. I, I hope that we can take it as far as it can go. Uh, and I really do think it's a project worth supporting.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if nothing else, like, yes, we've made leaps and bounds for the past year or so, but we still got a lot of work to go. And that's why we want you guys to help us out. If you can, we are trying to raise $25,000 just to at least get the, uh, pilot out the door, uh, to make sure that we can pay for a proper crew, proper cast, you know, pay for all the amenities that we need to make sure that we can truly get this thing to where it needs to be and get our foot in the right direction as Pink Boa Productions. And obviously the more you guys will be able to donate to us, the more episodes we can make. We might be able to include a a nice little, uh, what was that one short Cupid stupid, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yes. So um, for those of you who have been following me for a long time, or if you haven't, then uh, you're stuck with me now. Um, (laughs) I have made a comic a uh, long time ago called Cupid Stupid, and uh, it features my Cupid character named Bunny as she sets off to um, find a very sad man named Casper. That is a very tragic way to summarize it, but I promise it's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've read it. It
0: is good. Well, I've yeah, read what so was provided wanna, so
1: far. <laughs> yes, so if you want to see the comic, it's in Tapas. But one of the stretch goals is um, if we manage to surpass uh, 25k. One of the stretch goals is definitely besides an episode two and further on for the evil little thing. Uh, there is a uh, opportunity for a cupid stupid short. Ooh. Uh, yeah, turning that very comic tingly. into yeah, turning that comic into a very short vid. So you know
0: might be nice it would be incredible and believe me when i say we have a lot of stuff that we want to do with this series we have a lot of ideas that we're brewing up we're still in the very you know pre-writing stages of getting it down to paper but we have a lot of incredible ideas and that's why we're hopefully you guys can provide us a little bit of help get us in the right direction the link to this wonderful indiegogo will be in the description below um I'll let Tipsy speak in a second, but I just want to say, at least for me personally, when it comes to this Indiegogo, like I genuinely want to see this come to fruition for Tipsy more than anything else. I know how much love and passion Tipsy has put into this project. This is a very near and dear thing to her. And I just know that with all the help that we've had so far and all the incredible people that have been able to provide us help regardless, just seeing how much further we can go with a proper budget and, some proper support behind it. Like it, it has me excited to see where we could potentially go with this. I mean, tipsy, you could obviously speak more about this, but how much would it mean for us to be able to get this funded?
1: Oh, it would mean so fucking much not to drop the F bomb, but I already did. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: um,
1: but it would really help us out, especially cause like, you know, I could only do so much and uh, my lovely little bee here, uh, this queen bee uh, could only help me out with so much, and uh, and also <laughs> Nat could only help me out so much, including my sanity. These two people have helped me through my sanity, through making this pilot, and also on the background too. But these two people are my biggest soldiers, and it would be awesome with uh, if we even make it. And like even if we didn't make it to the stretch goal, like just having enough to fund these talented amazing ass people that i love very very much would be very good
0: we love you too we love you too tipsy that's why we are here to more or less help get this thing on the road and if you guys want to help out again we have a wide range of goals just check out the indiegogo campaign which will be in the description below obviously it'll be starting october 13th so if you are listening to this on that day or afterwards or whatnot Go find it. Go, you know, support if you can. Fund if you can. If not, spread the word. For all you know, there could be someone out there that wants to see this kind of stuff. If nothing else, there's, like Tipsy said, there should be more R rated horror comedies out there, especially one starring an adorable little goat that could potentially kill me from half a mile away if I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, if if you're lucky? <laughs> well, yes. Yes, the, if I'm lucky, but that's aside. I'm from lucky the point. to be killed by him. <laughs> we wanted, should all be so lucky. If I want to be killed <laughs> by him, I would at least want to not, not feel the pain right immediately. I just want to be quick and painless. That's why I feel like the farther away I am, the easier it would be. Because if I'm right, I'm in the sorry. Blast zone.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a fucking second. I'm sorry. This is my little guy. You're talking about. You know how very fucked up he is.
0: I mean, yes. However, I, I'd like to think, in fact, that I'm one of the people that's helping writing him to fruition. I would like to hope he at least have a little bit of sympathy for me. He doesn't care. <laughs> Do you think he's a villain with
1: consciousness? This isn't that type of show.
0: I, I, to be fair, I don't know if he's really much of a villain with much of a brain in the first place.
1: <laughs> he has brain. He has big brain. He's just using it for other things. It's in there somewhere deep, deep down.
0: Yes. Yes. I was going to say, oh, I I forgot to say also like one of the stretch goals that we want to have. And one of the ideas that I want to write to fruition, I want to be the writer for this one. I, if you guys would want to make one of my dreams come true, I want to do an episode of the evil little thing. That is a musical. I have a wonderful, Uh. I have a wonderful idea to where I've kind of talked about this with tipsy. But, you know, having Nemo watching TV mindlessly one day and there's a musical on and for some reason that influences Nemo to make the entire world a musical to where everyone is pouring their heart out about petty things or they're singing about the little things that they are doing every single day. I think that would be a wonderful comedy aspect more than anything else. And if you guys are able to help reach it to the stretch goals, maybe that could be a potential episode in the future. Who knows? We just need your help funding it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. If done this, I can only imagine the fun that, you know, Tipsy, as a musical fan, would love to see how in the world we get these guys to sing.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, um, because you brought this to my attention, I was like, oh, honey, I've been imagining this episode a long time ago. Um, I don't know if you guys knew, but I'm also very
2: into musicals. Oh, you are. <laughs> I was a theater
1: kid. Oh. So- What's your
2: <laughs> Wait, hold
1: on. What's your favorite?
2: What's my f- oh no. That's a hard <laughs> that's a hard question to ask somebody. Um, you're in an interview with us, you better answer. <laughs> uh I guess I mean the easy cop-out answer is wicked, but also it's probably true. <laughs> it's really that's, good. That's a valid one. That's a,
1: that's yeah. A
0: Tipsy says um, says you want to be grilling people. What about yours? What's your favorite?
1: Hmm. Oh. Oh jeez.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> my town. how, my how the <laughs> tables have turned. <laughs> now what you gonna do? Uh,
1: well, I'm gonna drop my little car, my little Uno car, saying Hades Town. Okay, you know what? That, valid.
0: There, that, that's a very valid one. And before you guys ask, Sweeney Todd—that's just my personal favorite. More than Ooh, I do love Sweeney Ooh. Todd. So
2: I like dark musicals. Heather's—I mean, that's like the the again basic. Dark musical, but still mm-hmm. good, good stuff.
0: I was gonna say like you know, there's that one. I mean, the 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 new flavor when it comes to dark musicals is the wonderful Beetlejuice. You know, the whole being dead thing.
2: Oh, Beetlejuice <laughs> is so good. I saw the original cast on Broadway; it was beautiful. Oh, Chef's kiss.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I need to get up to Broadway at some point because I need to see a musical in person. But um, <laughs> but back to our original point, obviously. Yeah. If you guys are a yeah. fan of musicals as well, let's make a musical episode. If you guys love R-rated horror comedies featuring a little goat, help make this a reality. Go check out the Indiegogo. Go fund this thing. Let's make this a reality. Let's make the evil little thing come to earth and rule us all. Summon him <laughs> you money. My
1: son. Let my son be free. <laughs>
0: free him from free the shackles him. of capitalism. <laughs> and now with that out of the way (laughs) i mean obviously you know we're probably gonna talk a little bit more about at the end but also i just want to say going back to what we were talking about when comes to the interview you know one of the things that tipsy brought up when it comes to pink bow productions in general is having people on her crew potentially bring their own you know ideas to reality which leads me to another question or at least potentially B, whenever I was looking through yourself, there was a certain project. I don't know if it was just a practice or if it's something you legitimately want to bring to reality. But there was a certain project that I noticed called Area Code 51. Would you like to elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, so that was really fun. I made that for the Nick Shorts program last summer. Uh, I submitted it and I actually got got pretty close. They emailed me um, and said... I, I didn't make... You had to get into the top 10% mm-hmm. uh, in order to move on to the next round, and I think I made it to, like, the top 15%. So pretty proud of that project. Um, yeah. It's about oh. um, a town full of cryptids um, where the main character is a boy named Ray. He's half human, half alien. Uh, his best friend is a Sasquatch, and uh, she, named Dakota, she does science... And his other best friend is a little mothman. Um, and they just go on various adventures together. It's not, it's just like a, you know, basic kids show, but um, I have have a whole pitch Bible for it. I really enjoy the characters. I go back and redesign them every so often to just try to keep them up to date with uh, my art style now. And, uh, I like to talk about them whenever I can.
0: Well, I'm giving you an opportunity to talk about them more because it was certainly an idea that whenever I first saw it, like I thought it was really like nifty and unique, kind of like a kid's show based around like the aliens and that kind of aspect. Like, what exactly sparked this in the first place? Was it the Nick program, or were these characters that you've had kind of marinating in the back for a little bit?
2: So a few months before the Nick program dropped, I... Just, I wanted to do character design practice, and I'm not really sure where the characters came from, but I ended up drawing the main three, um, and then I completely redesigned them, completely different style for the Nick program, and I stuck with that style because I like it a lot more. Um, It was more, the original style was more in, like, Craig of the Creek, which I love that show, Mm -hmm. Um, but the newer style was more catered towards, like, Nickelodeon's (laughs) style sensibilities um and yeah i don't know it was the original idea um was just to make one fake episode um centered around like a fake boy scouts camping trip with the characters um where they go into the middle of like the woods and they find a cryptid that is bigger and scarier than them Ooh. Um, and they have to try to get out of the woods. So there were there were definitely some like horror aspects, but again, it was it's a kids show. It's not not gonna be like the evil little thing.
0: I, I mean, obviously, not everything has to be the evil little thing. I yeah. mean, especially when it deals with like cryptids and stuff like that. Although, again, if we want to see the evil little thing be a reality, donate to the Indiegogo. Just saying. Yes. Um, but like this this idea that you have for the area Co fifty one, like I just found it like again, I just found it unique more than anything, especially the way that you have the character designs and such. Like I can only imagine you said you had a whole pitch behind it. Like what are, what would be some of like the, the pie in the sky dream ideas that you would love to bring to reality with a concept like that?
2: Oh, I, geez, I wrote out, I think 20 episodes was, um, they asked you to, I mean, I didn't write them out. They were just like short pitches, um, for each episode. And, um, it was mostly, it was very, like, classic Nickelodeon. Uh, I kind of pitched it as, like, a cross between Craig of the Creek, uh, Jimmy Neutron, and Gravity Falls.
0: Okay. Um.
2: So, you know, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney, I guess throw them all together into one. It's fine. <laughs> um. And so a lot of it would be, uh, so, so basically their town was right outside of knockoff Area 51, it was Area 5D-1. Um, And so that's where they kind of all lived. A lot of the plot lines would be stealing experiments from the base and like going off and doing their own crazy antics. Um, There was like the classic shrink down to the size of ants. Um, They'd go into space sometimes. Uh, There's a science project that went awry and they had to stop it from destroying the town. All that, all that
0: good, good stuff. Goodness, that, that sounds like a lot of fun, especially for like a, a good Nick program. Like you said, like you, you instantly said like Jimmy Neutron. You said all those shows, Jimmy Neutron, Craig of the Creek, Gravity Falls, and like just thinking of what the amalgamation of that would be already has my brain crane like the gears in my head churning, thinking about like the the potential situations that that could lead to. Like that just sounds like a lot of fun. At the end of the day, more than anything else, like I. Do you have a do you have a personal favorite part about this concept that you would hopefully like to see come to fruition at some point?
2: Yeah, so I had a funny idea for one of the episodes um, where because Ray is uh, part alien, he ha- will eventually develop telekinesis. You know, classic mm. alien trope, um, but he doesn't understand what's going on, so he thinks his house is haunted. Um and so it would be like a found footage episode kind of like paranormal activity Uh-oh. where yeah um of them trying to figure out what's going on and Dakota despite living in a town of monsters does not think ghosts are real so she's in this um trying to prove that there are no ghosts and at the end you find out it's um just Ray going crazy while he's sleeping um not realizing that he's using these powers uh, but I always I loved the idea of found footage animation, uh, like shaky cam, all animated. It just seemed seems like a really interesting way to go.
0: <laughs> that would be a fun idea just to see it come to fruition more than anything else. Like, I I know you said this was part of like the Nick Schwartz program, so I don't know if for some reason you can't pitch this elsewhere. But if you had an opportunity to like, would you love to see this, whether on Nick or elsewhere, just at least see it come to reality?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I. I'm pretty sure I can still pitch it. Um.
0: Ooh.
2: Uh. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty positive. I'm allowed to still pitch it and can use all the information. Um. But yeah, I'd love to pitch it again. Um. I'd love to pitch it to Nick again. I've changed a lot from the original pitch. Um. That I think has made it more solid than what it was a year ago. But. Uh, I'm just going to keep chipping away at it and maybe I'll get the opportunity to pitch it again someday.
0: Well, I sincerely hope you get an opportunity to do that. And if uh, if you need a voice for one of those cryptids, I I am available for service. Just, you know, I just want the experience just throwing it out there. I got you covered. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like I can only imagine like if that's just one of the ideas that you have, I can only imagine some of the different ideas you have concerning some of the different projects you've had a hand in. I mean, just thinking about everything you've been able to have a part of in your art journey so far, like starting out, not even realizing it was a possibility until you were in high school to get an opportunity to work in the field amid odd circumstances, but getting to work on, you know, incredible projects. especially nowadays, you know, whether it's pitching your own project or being able to help out with some of the incredible stuff, like the evil little thing, Like, does it amaze you more or less how far you've been able to come along on your art journey as a whole?
2: Oh, for sure. Um, I didn't think I would make it this far, and I haven't even made it that far, (laughs) but, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm really glad, uh, I got the chance to work on the show. Um, I moved out to LA recently, so that's exciting. Uh, living the dream. And, yeah, I mean, it's hard for everyone in the industry right now, uh, Difficult times, but I'm, I don't, I don't regret joining the industry. I don't regret going after uh, this dream, and I'm gonna, gonna keep trying and keep going for it.
0: Well, I, s- yeah. oh, sorry, you go ahead, Tipsy.
1: No, I was just saying, hell yeah.
0: No, there you go. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell, indeed. Yeah. Like, I sincerely hope you get more of those opportunities now that you're like more of a part of it than ever before with so many different aspects of it. But, you know, for this next question, if I may, let's say we go a little bit above and beyond, if I may. Let's say that I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you and like, look, B, we know you got some fantastic stuff in the work. You know, we've seen some of the, the work you've done, whether it's with Harriet the Spy or this little project called the, the Evil Little Thing that we think has some potential. We'll focus on them in a little bit. Right now, we are focusing on you and you alone because we think you just need a little extra platform, a little extra push to get you there. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money that should be possible. We really should be making sure that those actors are compensated and they have their like So we'll focus on them in a little bit right now. We are focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream B Voorhees project? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um,
2: kind of joking, but I would always say that I wanted um, to run a a reboot of Scooby Doo. <laughs> I know that's so specific, oh. but big Scooby Doo fan. Um, always wanted to do one that was like into the Scooby verse with every yes. recent, ver- like previous version of Scooby Doo all living in like the same timeline um, and just have fun going crazy with it because I think it has the potential to go crazy and I want Scooby Doo to do more with that.
0: Didn't, wasn't there a comic to where they kind of toyed around with that concept a little bit? Uh, you're going to have to be more specific. Like I I just always, every single time, I think it's like on Facebook or what, I'm always seeing like the these, pa- or Twitter, I'm seeing this like panel of like just a chase scene to where it's like just all the different Scooby-Doo like versions of that character just like running off or something like that. Like, Oh, I, I think, yeah,
2: I think I do know the art you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah, I probably, I didn't. Pitch it proper. Like it wouldn't be, I guess it's not really Scooby-verse because there would only be one version of the gang, mm-hmm. but they'd be trapped in like this limbo where it's both the 60s and modern day okay. and all at the oh, okay. same time. Um, and like the continuity doesn't make any sense. Like somehow they're both friends with John Cena and the Adams family. Um and like it does like and Adam West's Batman all at once, um and nobody understands how or why and that's like the big mystery of the show is like why is this happening why are we stuck like this uh, why are we still eighteen years old even though it's been like fifty years sixty years, um
1: because and we directed it <laughs> yes,
2: uh yeah I just want I want. I want to mind fuck Scooby Doo. I want
0: it. Get 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 one of the episodes where James Gunn is the director of it and tries to to somehow throw Scrappy Doo under the bus like he did for the movies.
2: I would do the same thing. (laughs) I hate Scrappy.
1: (laughs) Y'all are so fucking mean to Scrappy. He's. I don't like him.
0: I'll say. What the fuck do? I'll say. Wait, wait. Exist. I'm so fun. It's so funny that you bring this up because Tipsy ironically the the guest that i'm having you do the thumbnail for which at for this episode would be like the previous episode he actually did a dedicated episode talking about the case for scrappy Doo and talking about like how everyone honestly like piled on there was a lot that like people made it it was the people that made it worse not scrappy Doo, the character himself like so like the the host justin hart he agrees with you people are taken to are giving too much crap to Scrappy-Doo. It's what he represents. It's not the (laughs) character itself.
2: (laughs) He was created when Scooby-Doo was in a slump and they needed more marketing.
0: Well, exactly. Like, okay. I'm going to make this case right here, all right? It, let's say that you're running a program that has been successful for a while, but like it's getting to the point to where there's even a rumors of it potentially getting canceled. You'll just throw anything at the wall just to see what would stick to bring up the ratings. And to their I mean, defense, fairly and, and, no, exactly. But to their defense, when Scrappy doo was introduced, the ratings went back up. So you can't really fault the fact that like a character somehow worked that way.
2: I mean, they did throw everything at the wall to see what would stick like they had shaggy and daphne pair off And then it was just shaggy and scooby and uh scrappy and then they were doing their own thing they gave shaggy a red shirt they were just trying everything man
0: it was the red shirt that was honestly the death note more than anything else
2: Do you really know that they're in deep if they got to give him a red shirt i
0: know right do you, do you do you remember the uh like the wacky race olympics or the hanna-barbera olympics stuff that they would do with like all the different hanna-barbera episode, like cartoon characters especially like scooby-doo and such mm-hmm. oh my god Yeah,
2: wacky, wacky races uh like what was her name uh penelope pitstop
0: yes yes, and yes. all those
2: old uh jabber mm-hmm.
0: all, all part of that Oh my goodness! My my aunt had like that on VHS, and like I I I have a very personal place in my heart for Scooby Doo. So trust me, I can get where you're coming from when you were talking about that concept. I, believe me when I say I want to see that. That like just yeah. that, that weird that weird limbo like somehow in like two different time frames like how the stuff would interact how like the the bad one bad guy of the week will find some way to like cross through the limbo and like affect the the modern day or like go back in time to the 60s and somehow mess up like the timeline somehow like the possibilities are endless when it comes to that
2: yeah exactly give the people what they want (laughs) scooby-doo let me run your show (laughs) go.
0: But sadly, we got to get down from the dream scenario. We got to get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever so... Oh. I know. I know. I hate oh. it too. I hate it too. I'll ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself and say five to ten years from now?
2: I have a job.
0: That's a good start. That's a good <laughs> step okay. in the right direction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh- are around and doing things um that question always scares me but
0: no it um, scares me too and i ask it every single week
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i hope to still be in la although with the prices who knows yeah, um, yeah. like still can't get a, uh, an industry job in another year who who knows um but yeah i'll i'll be around i'll be still working on projects um hopefully doing some more uh personal projects hopefully in five years, we, we're still we're still chugging on evil little thing content. Yes, yes, um, that would be great to uh, keep this going long time,
0: long term. Um, <laughs> at that point, we could have at least three different musical episodes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so every episode will be a musical episode. Okay, let's not go that far. Let's not go down. The, <laughs> let us not go down the Box Town route. Okay. Boo. Hey, 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 hey. Give credit to Box Town. Like, I actually like what they're doing with their production. No, I wasn't booing Boxtown. Oh, you were booing me. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so I was booing you. No, <laughs> I like Box Town. Yeah, Box Town's cool. I'm, I, I'll probably leave this in. I'll probably edit it out. I don't know. I'm trying so hard to get those guys on the podcast at some point. Like, oh, yes. That would be cool. Obviously, obviously getting Charlie to have him talk about, like, because this is his baby as well, so I want to get his idea on what this is all about, but Oh my God, it would be pie in the sky if I get Alex Hirsch on the podcast. It would be oh. pie in the sky.
1: Yeah.
0: Be careful what
2: you wish for. Oh,
0: God. God. oh that's... Tara Strong. Okay.
2: Uh... <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, anyway, yeah, so in
0: that case, I'll definitely add that little bit out. Um... <laughs> right don't forget (laughs) no trust me that's why that's why i have my camera on so i can do weird motions and be like what wait what do i do about this oh sorry i got it this part out (laughs) so (laughs) anyways um (laughs) as we start to wind down the interview i just have one last question i want to ask you b um obviously you know you're deeply entrenched in art at this point like you've really devoted yourself and want to see yourself go far in this field How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole?
2: Oh, well, I got into art uh, because I thought it was important, Um, especially I wanted to get into children's media because um, it's the first thing that got me thinking about like getting into animation besides my friend was um, Steven Universe and just like I know it's. Hey, I no. think that's a pretty common thing that people say now in the industry. Absolutely. Um, I cannot
0: tell you the amount of times I've had Steven Universe come up on this podcast alone.
2: Yeah. I mean, a great show. And just the representation in that show really mattered a lot to me as like 14, 15 year old, um, queer, but not out, uh, mentally ill, all that, all that jazz. Um, and I wanted to be able to work on stuff like that um for kids like me and so i know how important on a personal level um animation can be and i i just want to be able to contribute to that
0: absolutely absolutely that is wonderfully worded if i do say so myself uh B, that is all the questions that i at least have for you um tipsy do you have any last questions before we just shower them with a bunch of praise
1: Yes, B, yes,
0: I have yes. only one question and one question for you.
1: Mm-hmm. So I know how you got invested into the show, but what made you invested with Nemo when I was first just drawing him for shits and giggles? No thought head empty.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> mm, he's my boy. I, what do you mean? He's adorable. Look at him. He's a little squish. want to squish him.
1: So you at. just saw, <laughs> so you just saw that, and you were like, "Wow, what a goat!" <laughs> yes.
2: Next question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, again, that's all the questions that we have for you. We've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but we want to share with a little bit more because you know it's it's our podcast. We do what the fuck we want. Um, <laughs> Tipsy, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
1: You go first because you saved the best for last, which is me. I am the best.
0: Well, I figure since you have more closer connection to them, I figured you'd have more to say. Um, but I just at least want to say for me personally, again, you know, B, I first got to know you because of, you know, the evil little thing. You know, like I said, you know, at one point, I'm a writer for this thing. So the words that I got to, to write out to see you translate that and bring that to life, like it. It was one of, honestly, the most, like, surreal moments for me ever since I've been a part of this. Because, you know, I've written stuff before and I've filmed stuff, but to see my stuff, uh, see stuff that I've had a hand in really be brought to animation like it's almost a dream come true because i've wanted to have a hand in animation one way or another so on one hand thank you for that but also like i'm proud to see how much you've been able to help out with not just with this but just in general the the art you're pushing out there and such is absolutely outstanding and i i'm certainly excited to see what more that can be whether it is with the evil little thing or your own personal stuff like i genuinely think especially after hearing your story like i genuinely think that some amazing stuff is coming your way one way or another like you deserve so many opportunities to really go all in with this field since you've truly devoted yourself to it like you're you're a fantastic artist you're a wonderful person and i can only imagine the leaps and bounds that are in the future for you if you keep going down this path
2: thank you that's very sweet (laughs) i'm just really glad i got to bring your words to life um it was, it was so fun working on it.
0: I mean, I I'd like to hope so. I'd like to hope that we provide a, a very interesting and fun script to, for people to see that visually more than anything else. Yeah, you definitely did. Um,
2: it made my job a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad I got to give that to you.
0: Well, thank you, thank you. And now, Tipsy, bring it on home.
1: All right, Bubby, me. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, calm down with the <laughs> Um <laughs> But in all seriousness, B, you have—I do not say this often because, um, unfortunately, your boss is kind of a psychopath. But, um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, like, um, you being so invested and in helping me bring this to life is one of the main reasons why I still keep going with my project because I have my moments where I'm just like, I don't think it's worth it. There's not going to be any sort of chance people going to think it's dookie and stuff. And you coming into this project and being like, Hey, tipsy, um, I got you. And you providing me with so much of your talent and your work and your and your expertise like i'm like honestly i was so amazed with like how fabulously you do your work how clean your storyboards are i'm always fascinated by them anyway but just seeing how you managed to pick out my brain and just put it on the screen um it wows me but overall like you're very talented you deserve all the like I can I can go on and on, but unfortunately, I'm sure like we can't go over <laughs> five days over me praising B. I could if I could, um, oh. but B, you've been a fabulous friend. You've been my biggest supporter, and you've been my strongest rock to help me continue with this. And you, honestly, with your work and stuff, very fabulous. Keep going, and honestly um the fact that I got to know you and stuff like that I hope to see more success for you in the future
2: thank you and thank you again for asking me to work on the show and be on the podcast it's all it's been a really great experience um working with you I mean again we've known each other a couple years um I just I loved working with you it was uh, you made it you made it easy (laughs)
1: <laughs> we'll see about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, say we'll definitely see about that because we obviously have more work to do and that's why yeah. for the audience at home we need your help uh, once again we've already showered it before but once again if you can please donate or at least spread the word about the evil little thing Indiegogo uh, any help would be greatly appreciated by all of us as you could probably tell from our synergy that we have right here, we love working on this, and we want to work on a lot more of it. Uh, Tipsy, do you have any words you want to add on with that? Yeah, sure. What the fuck is synergy? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, dead ass. So, oh my god. I okay. Know, I, I, I don't know the di- I don't know the dictionary like term Ruth's for kind it. Of- Yeah, we work well together. Exactly. That's what synergy is.
2: Yeah, we're on the same wavelength. I I thought so. And then since he asked that question, then we were.
1: (laughs) And we lost the synergy. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I just felt different. (laughs) Okay. It's good to ask questions. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Do you have anything that you want to add when it comes to why people should donate to the IndieGoGo?
1: <laughs> um. Well, besides uh, me, I'm absolutely forgetting the fact that you get the chance to be an executive producer if you want to. That's right. But... There's,
0: there's only two Whoa. people. That can, there's only two people that have that title right now. Yours truly and Tipsy. So if you want to be a part of that, you know, help us out.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm surprised I'm even an executive producer, but like, sure, but. Honestly, yeah, like, besides uh, you getting all these rewards and stuff, you'll be helping uh, a little indie animation in the East Coast, like, flourish. Uh, you get to help bring more girl bosses into the universe. Mm-hmm. And, hey, like, you know, um, you managed to help with this story. There might be chances for more stories.
0: Exactly. Maybe we could be the ones to help bring Area Code 51 to reality. Who knows? I would so no. cool. And Come to you, 2050. 20, 50. Okay, let's, let's, let's aim for at least like 2035, all right? So sure. We'll, <laughs> I'll say, B, do you want to add anything when it comes to why people should donate to this Indiegogo? Uh,
2: I, like I said, I can't sing its praises enough. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to work on. Uh, we have such a strong group of creative people, talented people working on it. Um, the script is great. We already have a good amount done for the storyboard, so we can already see the direction it's going in. And we just just need your help to round it up, make it as good as it possibly can be. Um, And again, I can't think of a better uh, Indiegogo to uh, donate to if you're a big fan of animation and horror, especially on october 13th
0: yeah exactly on friday the 13th of all days you should put all your money into the evil little thing like you do or or you know if not you know you can always flip the numbers around halloween's also a good time this this campaign is gonna run a little bit so we got you covered if you can't donate right this minute but regardless if you can please go to the link below and check out the indiegogo for the evil little thing and B, if people want to see more about your stuff and why we're exactly gushing about it in the first place, go ahead and plug your stuff, which links that will be in the description below.
2: Sure. So I'm on Twitter or X, I guess, um, as LeBequeen, L-E-B-E-E-Q-U-E-E-N. Uh, and I'm basically that on everything. I have a Tumblr. I don't really use it. Um, I'm on Blue Sky. So find me wherever that name is.
0: Absolutely. And if you missed any links, I'll be at them in the description below. Um, you know, there's
2: a lot of E's in that
0: name. <laughs> <laughs> Just E. E. <laughs> I was going to say, Tipsy, do you have, well, who wants to go first when it comes to final words? B or Tipsy? Uh, uh, you want, I don't know what, what final <laughs> words
2: this <laughs> week.
1: Um, it is your own coming y'all. Oh, well geez. Uh my final Golly word is uh get bitches, get money. <laughs> and give yeah.
0: that and give that money to our indiegogo. <laughs> yes, or else. <laughs> and be will come for you. <laughs> and B, do you have any final words before we, we, we sign out?
2: Get bitches, get money.
0: <laughs> and donate that to the Indiegogo as well. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, all I have left to say is get bitches, get money, and donate it to the Indiegogo (laughs) down below. It's our new motto. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, This was an absolute fun episode. Uh, When me and Tipsy were talking about getting this episode set up, uh, B was one of the first people that we had recommended, that we thought of, I should say, to bring on the podcast. And B, if you've gotten this far, uh, sincerely thank you for the opportunity uh, to chat with you. I have seriously been amazed with your work ever since... I've gotten the chance to at least be in the presence of it with the evil little thing stuff. And I I know you're going to do some outstanding stuff. And tipsy, if you've gotten up to this point, thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, For those who don't know, uh, I have said many, many, many times over that tipsy is the reason why this podcast is at the level that is at today. Uh, Tipsy has done wonders Uh, Really making connections, uh, getting stuff set up, uh, providing great moral support, and some outstanding thumbnails, if I do say so myself. Um, (laughs) That's why when the opportunity came to help bring this evil little thing to reality, uh, when Tipsy approached me about helping her write this story out, I I agreed without hesitation. Um, For those that... Again, if you're fairly new to the podcast, Tipsy was one of the first people to show any support, not any support, but one of the first people to, to show some true support for the podcast. And I cannot thank her enough for it. And on top of that, you know, we had a wonderful conversation in episode 25. She was the first one for Amateur April. And I could tell just from the conversation that she had a lot of love and passion for this project. Um, that's why I am so dedicated as much as I can to help make sure that the evil little thing is funded. Uh, because I know how much this means to Tipsy. And in turn, it means a lot to me. Tipsy has put herself through a lot. Tipsy has been through a lot. And I cannot think of a better way to help let her know that all of it is worth it than by making this a reality. I cannot tell you guys the amount of passion (laughs) that she has for this. I cannot tell you the amount of love and the determination to see this thing succeed that she has for it. And that's why I am on board wanting to help out and pushing to make this thing a reality every single opportunity that I get. That's why if you guys haven't considered or didn't even realize there was a Kickstarter beforehand, like take the time, go through... Even if it's the the smallest tier with a simple thanks in the credits or if you can afford to get one of the bigger goals, that would help out immensely. And if you're in a situation to where you can't afford it now or later on in the campaign, at least spread the word. Like, there is a lot that we could potentially do. There is some incredible stuff. And you know how I am about championing love and passion. That's why I really, really, really want to see this succeed more than anything else. I I, I, I caution you guys. I'm going to be annoying as I'll get out promoting this stuff because I want this stuff to succeed. I want to see the evil little thing be a reality. I want to be able to, to help write more. I want to be able to bring on incredible people, including people that I've interviewed on the podcast, possibly bring them on to help make this thing a reality. I want to be able to bring on a cool writing team so we can write out several incredible episodes Especially being able to tell the proper stories, uh, especially with the characters that we have involved. Like, I I want so much for this series. and I know Tipsy wants so much for this series. And that's why we're asking you guys for your help. Um, any way you can help, whether it is supporting D&D Go-Go or just spreading the word. That's all we can at least ask you. That's, that's all we want at the end of the day. Just an opportunity to... to there you go. That's what we want. At the end of the day, we just want an opportunity to show the world what we are capable of. And with this project, it would help if we were able to get the funding to bring in a proper crew and really show the world what we're capable of. And it starts with you guys. Um, so, again, for the last time in this podcast, if you can, please donate to the Indiegogo. Or just at least spread the word. It will mean measures. It will mean so much more than anything else. Be good to yourselves. Keep up that love and support. Have a wonderful day.